Hey guys, welcome to Cultivate and Keep. It's uh, Jeremy and Corey. Yo yo, welcome guys. Welcome Corey. We're back. Thank you, sir. Welcome yeah, to you. It's been uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, life has gone on. Uh, July was a doozy, you know. <laughs> You've never said doozy before. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, maybe not. You here say uh, what do you say? Uh, what's that one word you say when you're frustrated? Man alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that the one? No. Uh, now I'm just gonna name all the stupid things yeah. that I say. Uh, what do you say? Shoot, it's super funny. It's really nerdy. That's why it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. I'll uh, come back to me. Okay. Anyway, um, well, when we record, we typically will like batch record, so you know we'll do two or three at a time. And we've been busy the last few weeks, and so we've had to use up those ones in the queue, and so it's been like three weeks. So yeah, it has been, huh? Because. <clears throat> I went on a brief vacation, went mm-hmm. on the cruise, and then we came back. I think we recorded, and then we had uh, weddings, we had websites, we had bachelor mm-hmm. parties, et cetera. So, well, fill me in. What's been what's been happening in your life? Oh, uh, dude, a lot. I mean, we've had you've been working for me. Yeah, I've been working for you. I've been working like a slave. Just kidding. It's true. Um, it's cheap labor. It's good. <laughs> yeah, too cheap. <laughs> no. Uh, I've had, yeah, a lot of weddings. You know, we had the bachelor party. We had the wedding last week. Our good friend, Kyle Moberg. Shout out to Kyle. What's good? I know he listens. Uh, I'll get a laugh out of that. But we're, um, yeah, it's just been like a super busy season for us. Um, like, just seems like back to back to back to back. I think it's sort of because it's summer. Um, but also, I think like this whole weddings thing, like all of our friends had just been getting married this year, including you. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout so, out. <laughs> shout out to Jerry Swag and Connie. What's your like couple's name? Do you have one? Oh no, we're too cool, too cool for that. John, Johnny. John. <laughs> oh, because yeah, no. Or, uh, yeah, no, we don't do that. Oh, what the heck? Not about all that, you know. Oh, whatever, dude. Yeah. What's you yours? Have something like Corey. That's pa. right, baby. Corey dot com. Actually, I think I let no it, the website expire. <laughs> you have a website? Yeah, that was our website where we oh. collected our registrations okay. and it. let people know and everything. It was a noise too. Uh, yeah, but dude, it's just been super busy. Um, through it all too, I, th- I forgot to mention this, but, uh, so back when I was playing basketball and I split oh, yeah. my eye open, uh, I had to go to the emergency room that night. And then I came back a week later to get them out from like doctor's instructions. <clears throat> well, uh, two weeks ago I got a bunch of mail and I didn't open it until like <laughs> this last week and I opened it and it says that I have $1,200 due for my, Ooh, for the yeah. ER. I was like, $1,200, what the heck? Like, my insurance didn't cover any of this. Um, so basically what happened was uh, they filed each visit as a separate claim. And since the second one, I was coming back to get my stitches removed because that's what they told me to do. And mind you, everyone listening who's been to the ER before knows, like, oh, don't go unless it's an emergency. Yeah. That was my very first time in the emergency room. And they literally told me, because I, I was like, they're like, hey, you can come back here or you can go to your primary care physician, whatever, to get them out. Um, I was like, I don't have one. They're like, okay, that's oh, fine. Oh, you went back to the ER. Okay, got yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't have one. And so like, oh, that's fine. They just come back. Uh, you won't be able to make an appointment, obviously, but just, you know, tell them that you're here to have your stitches removed and I'll have like, it'll take mm-hmm. like 10 minutes. So that's what I did. And then I get a bill for $1,000. Uh, my insurance covered the other, like, I think it was like $1,800 just to have stitches in my eye. Mm-hmm. So I only have to pay 200 Um but now I have to figure that out. So uh, I called them back and forth, yada, yada, yada. That's a pain. Anyways, it's been, it's taken up like all, another few hours that I don't have in the last two weeks just trying to figure out how to get that reduced and or covered completely. Um, mm-hmm. Because since I was going back, it's not like an emergency service. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of a, a lame situation. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dude. Yeah, it's all right. To brighten your uh, day, <laughs> I remember the name that you say. Oh, yeah. What it's, is uh, it? He'll like make a mistake and he'll go, ah, oh, I'm such a dingus. <laughs> dingus. Dingus. It's so funny. Oh, that's such a good and one. And you are a dingus, Corey. Thank you. You're a dingus sometimes too, dude. I know. Yeah, dingus. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, how you guys been doing? I was waiting for that. Yeah. I was like, I want my time, man. That's right. That, there's a softball. Just kidding. Uh, really good. Um, same as you. Busy. Uh we finally this is, like, this is like peak wedding season too yeah right? peak so. wedding season so for the business um just actually you know what august actually slows down a bit um but yeah like may may through november is like peak and so 
um, July was super busy, um, really crazy, and that's when we started um, like the rebrand project for the new company that we have now. So um, we changed our name, we built a whole new website. Corey was a huge help for that. Um, that was the the joke about the free labor. That was the slavery, yeah. Or cheap labor. That's right. I threw my bone. Don't worry. Thank you. Take care, my boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that project was like crazy, just getting everything like you know up and running and. Um, a ton of decisions and choices and just uh, changes, which um, is not easy for me. <laughs> so like a lot of just new stuff and uh, yeah. like all in like in like two or three weeks, like just cr- you know crammed in there. So um, today we like officially, officially like launched the website and the, the, uh, the new company. So I'm super, super stoked. Um, it feels really good to have like done. So like today I feel really good. Um, but if we, if we would record like last week, I would not be good. <laughs> so yeah, I feel good. Uh, just been busy, but I feel like we're on like the tail end of like the craziness, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, dude, so I'm super, super stoked. Yeah. It's kind of been like my like focus the last month, you know? Yeah. You can finally so, check that box yeah. and, and get that off your plate. Uh, there was a lot, dude. I mean, like rebrand is one thing. A new website is another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new name is another thing. I yeah, I mean, even on like the it. like I didn't think about, but the legal like business side of things, even that alone is like yeah, a lot of time and even like money, dude. It's been expensive, like to, um, like I don't know, like legally to file like a new um, make a new business name and all that kind of stuff. Like it just exp- it's expensive. And so did you do like a DBA basically? So or? that's what we did with um uh, with Steckler when we, when we took over that one, but now we're forming a corporation, and so interesting um yeah we're like it's kind of weird because we're doing like a hybrid for 2019 so half the year we were like a sole prop and then from july going forward we're a corporation and so Mm. um it's kind of tricky like tax wise and all that and so we basically just hire our 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 lawyers lawyers to do it for us yeah he's doing it paying him and it takes like the headache away from me to have to figure all that out but it's expensive you know yeah yeah definitely i didn't even think about that whole part of things side exactly of things. So like even that part i didn't think about either and it's like a ton of like work and a lot to like process and think through but yeah. i'm learning a lot so it's exciting i think of all the things in like business all the like legal part of things like scares me the most oh same for me in my mind like that's like connie's like <laughs> job to handle Here, babe, figure this out yeah and she's really good at it like, she knows what she's doing and that stuff just overwhelms me like i yeah. i would rather deal with like the like day-to-day stuff and like just the business itself but like yeah the legal side is like dude like i don't know like dude icky. it's so many like, yeah it's foreign weird. language yeah it's but she like we have like a meeting with our attorney and like, the whole time connie's just like handling it i'm just like uh-huh yeah <laughs> it's a way over my head like i don't know um, <laughs> on instagram just mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no dude the guy has this like i concur no he has this bag that you put your phones in don't know how it works but it basically cuts off like all like cellular reception Oh, so it's like yeah. you put your phones in there and you literally don't you don't get any messages it's that's like as crazy. if your phone's off it's kind of cool what? and so yeah i just sit there and like you know what do you do just, just look cute you know <laughs> do what you do best yeah just look comes, pretty comes natural you know <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think it's a, that's our cue to move on <laughs> dude my mouth is still hot from that sauce uh mine is too dude we a had some bit. habanero sauce yeah like i said it's that taste is still Man. in my mouth jeez that's good that's worth it <sighs> okay noise well, today we want to talk about something um, that's a little bit of a faux pas, party pooper kind of topic a little bit, but I think it's definitely worth talking about because, um, well, for that reason, because no one really talks about it, right? Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about it? Um, well, it's, it's divorce. That's yeah. the topic. just want to say it. going to say um, the D word, <laughs> the ugly one. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about like, I don't know, just like what was on my mind and when I was thinking of like what we should talk about and thinking about like divorce like i feel like um kind of like weird to say but like if like people that i know and i've known for a long time like a a few people that i've known have recently gone through divorces and um i don't know i was just like pondering like thinking like man like why like why are, why is this happening and like so a, a why is it happening and b like what do i do to prevent that you know it's kind of like my thoughts so i wanted to say like as we're talking, like me and Corey aren't like coming to this episode. Like, here are the answers. Like, here's how you like avoid this. We're just literally like talking it out. Like, you know, yeah. you know um, sharing our thoughts. And so I don't know. I mean, I think my first thought is like just being sad. Like, just thinking like when I hear people that I've known for a while like tell me like what happened, you know, or, or what's happening, um, it makes me sad. Like, man, like that just sucks. Like, I I I'm so sad they're going through that, and I like I want to do everything I can to not experience that. Um, but yeah, what would cause it? I mean, that's like in itself is what we're going to talk about, I guess. But 
Yeah. I know it's it's interesting because um at least in my experience, it's always like kind of like a surprise. In I don't know, it's like it's sad but either way, if it's a surprise or not, like if you knew it was coming or whatever, I think that's maybe even sadder actually, but um it also stinks like wow like when you hear the full story or when you hear what's going on or you know why they're thinking about it or why they are or why they did you know it's just like man like i wish i would have known or like you kind of feel at fault too you know what i mean like especially if they're your friend um like i wish you know why didn't you tell me or why didn't i ask or is there anything that i could have done or said you know that would have kind of prevented this um so it's definitely sad in that way you know like you kind of feel a part of that responsibility yeah. a little bit. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's why I'm excited to talk about it a little bit too, just cause like <clears throat> the big thing is like, bring it to the light, you know? And, and like, if b- it being a secret is going to be something that the devil and Satan is going to like use against you as like a foothold of like, mm-hmm. you have to keep this a secret. It's shameful. Uh, even the fact that you're thinking about it, that you're struggling in your marriage, is like bad and you can't let anyone know otherwise they're going to see you differently or judge you or you're going to look bad in your marriage um but that's like the worst thing you can do right you have to bring it to the light and so even like these kind of preventative things like us just talking about it hopefully brings more of it into the light and if you are struggling in your marriage or if you know someone who's struggling in their marriage you know maybe this will help in some way even if it's small yeah i mean i think um feel like talking about it before it's an issue is what will make it easier you know like um when i've been hearing like, these stories recently i like i think for myself like okay like what you know where where are me and my wife at like where are we and like what issues do i see that like could potentially like lead to you know big issues or you know um like one one day maybe divorce and uh like i think about that and i think like the first step is like between me and her like to talk about those issues work them out and then like counsel and then like thoroughly like friends like you and other guys I'm close with, like they should know like where we're at and how we're doing. Mm. Um, I feel like if that happens, like if, if you, Corey, know how me and Connie are doing before it gets hard, like it'll be easier to share with you when it is hard, you know, rather than like, yeah. we don't talk about it at all. And then spilling your guts. Also, I'm like, Hey dude, I hate my wife. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that could be like, you know, that'd be really hard. And so, right. Um, so yeah, I think just like really, really with anything like accountability wise, like talk about it before it's like an issue. But I think especially for this, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you think about, I don't know, again, going back to like, I guess like why a divorce happens, a lot of it is, well, and then like, what do you do about it? They're kind of the same things always. It's like, you know, be super transparent with each other and communicate. And then it's like, be involved in your community, get people uh, involved, you know, like go to your pastors, get counseling, you know, pray together about it. Um, And like the, that also should have been the stuff that you were doing beforehand too. You know, it's like the earlier, like I said, you can do that, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into, get into some of the points. Go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, um, I don't know, to keep in mind too, is that the way that we see divorce as Christians uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be a lot different than our society mm-hmm. and world kind of at large, right? Uh I, I've seen it personally in my family. So both my parents had been divorced previously. Uh, pretty much all of my siblings have been divorced. Um, actually, yeah, they all have. Uh, you know, people that I've known, like I've seen it firsthand. Uh, I haven't been like directly involved in it. Like my parents, you know, didn't divorce. Um, although my siblings, you know, their parents did. Uh, but dude, it, it sucks. Like it's ugly. And I think that a lot of people see it as just like a breakup almost, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Oh, it didn't work out. It's okay. We're better off apart than we were together. Actually, uh, maybe I shouldn't mention it, but do you know what I'm about about to bring up? No, I don't, but I want to hear. Oh, well, okay. I just saw it on Twitter. It was not like I was looking for it or just, I don't know. Anyways, but, uh, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, famous celebrity people, whatever. They're like separated. I think with the attention of, Okay, dude, um, on the way home from uh, Santa Barbara for the wedding, we drove through uh, Malibu, mm. and uh, the whole time, Connie was like, wow, I think Miley lives in this house or that house. Really? That's where she's from, <laughs> I guess. So yeah. it's kind of funny you bring that up. Yeah, so I think... <clears throat> I think but they been, just got married, right? Like a couple years ago? No, like they've been married for like 10 months. Oh, wow. Okay. Never yeah. Mind. Yeah, and so... So worse than I thought. Still very early on in the marriage. 
um, and already divorced. But it was crazy because the way that they explained it, especially the way that she explained it was like, you know, we're, as we like get to know our, like get more in touch with who we are as a person and like each other and get closer to me. And like the more that I fall in with myself, the more I realize that we're better apart or whatever. And we're just rooting for each other. And I'm like, what? Like, this is totally backwards. Mm -hmm. Like there, there really isn't like a good thing that can come out of a divorce. You know I mean? It's like every divorce in society is like, uh, like it's not a big deal one. And then two, like it's somehow a good thing for both of you or for the other person. Like, no, what that's, this is not how it's supposed to be. Um, so the angle that we come at it as Christians is going to be much different. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. I think that, um, that's probably, I don't know. I feel, I think the people that I've known that like have, that are Christians that have divorced, um, and that that's what they've like bought into. Like, Oh, like the more that I, you know, learn about myself and discover who I am. You know, I've, you know, I've, I've learned that I'm better, you know, with, without this person, whatever. Yeah. But I think I've heard that from a few Christian people. Um, surprisingly, like those that have been older, you know, um, and divorced, but I don't think that's like a, as big of an issue for believers, you know, because it's just crap. Like, honestly, if you think about what that is, like, yeah. it's, it's not true. Um, one thought I wanted to throw out there before you continue is what about like, um, you know, you get married, like me and Connie, when we got married, like we, had like a very serious like talk, you know, like during engagement, like, Hey, like this is like for real, like, you know, we're not getting a uh, divorce. It's like not an option. Like this is like for the rest of our lives. Like, are you okay with that? And we both were like, yeah, of course. Um, so we have like that promise to each other, but like, what do you do? Like when it actually gets like muddy and it actually gets mm. difficult, like, you know, it's a promise, but so is marriage. Marriage is a covenant. And I feel like, like my whole life, um, I've kind of felt like, I guess, assured by that promise that wouldn't be between me and my wife. Um, cause when I was younger, I remember one, like one night my parents had like a big argument. It was super intense. And I, I was probably like five or six. I'm crying like, mom, dad, like, are you going to get a divorce? And I remember my mom telling me like, no, like w- before we got married, we promised each other we were not going to get divorced. And they, it was like so sure. And like, and the way she said it to me and I was like, oh, like, yeah, okay. So I kind of grew up like thinking like, that's all I need. All I need is like make a promise with my wife and I'm good. And so that's like what me and Connie hmm. did. And, um, I feel like there's not much more I can do besides that. But it's like, I guess the thought, what I'm trying to say is like, what happens, you know, 20 years down the road and like what was once like a small issue got really big and like how do you avoid like big blow-ups and like big you know whatever and i guess why i'm like thinking about this is because people that i've known known for a while like are getting divorced and so it's kind of like man what is causing this you know and what can i do to prevent that and so right i don't know just like thoughts in my head that i'm like thinking through Hmm. yeah i mean i guess it'd it'd be good to like kind of define what is a marriage and like I guess like what does even a divorce mean? Um, especially from this Christian angle, like one of the things you said was like a promise, right? So I think we, we can both agree that, uh, a marriage is a promise to each other, but a Christian marriage is a covenant, um, which is a, a promise between you, your spouse and to God. I think, I mean, that was one of the crazy parts for me, uh, like understanding that. And that was one of the things that Monique, Monique and I talked about when we got engaged was like, and well, and before we got engaged, it was like, no, like marriage, like this is for real. Like you said, like there, this is, mm-hmm. it's not an option to get a divorce. Uh, like this is forever. This is a promise. Um, even if, you know, the other spouse, uh, you know, is cheating or even if there's some sort of crazy thing that happens or, um, you know, gamble away all of our money. If the other person gets sick, if we, you know, move away, like, like there is no, situation that makes it okay like we're in this with the attention of being together forever no matter what Mm -hmm. um and uh and so i mean that's kind of what a marriage is so like i don't know what is a divorce is it is it breaking that promise or is it making that promise not true you know like i don't i don't know well i mean i think it's it's obviously breaking the promise like because and this is one thing you know I feel like I've talked about with people that I've had know that are going through this is like you, you once had the promise, like you, you made the promise, like this was what you both decided. If you were like no longer in that, then it was broken. Like bottom line, doesn't yeah. matter why or like what it, it was broken. And so like, yeah, to answer your question, it's broken. Um, to say that would your second point was that it wasn't true. Is that what you said? Like the promise wasn't, wasn't true. 
No, I, I think I was I was meaning like because like if it is a promise and you break it, does that mean that like the the you're no like that you are is okay to get a divorce? I guess essentially, but also like when does the divorce happen? Like, is it more of like a legal thing or is it more of like a promise Uh, thing? You know what I mean? Like how do you kind of balance those two? Yeah. I mean, that that was one of the things I was thinking about was I, there, like there's two parts to it really. Mm -hmm. Um, I think first and foremost, there's the spiritual part where like, this is a promise before you and your spouse in God and that this marriage is recognized by God. Um, but then there's the pastor and the legal certificate, right, of marriage mm-hmm. that gets signed by, you know, whatever it is, the the person in California, like the state attorney yeah. or I don't know who the heck it is actually. Um, you know, when the pastor says like, and with the power vested in me by the state of wherever you live, I now you pronounce may kiss you, your bride. Yeah, you may kiss your bride. It's a good moment. Um, so th- there's two parts of it, right? And so like, I don't know, it's weird that like, a divorce. Uh, there's a legal aspect to it, but there's also a very spiritual side to it. Yeah. I think like my thoughts are like, yeah, I mean, I feel like legally, I mean, a lot of what we do, like is we were talking about uh, my business, right? Like, I mean, there's like a, I can make my name, you know, wonder event rentals, whatever. That's my business name. I can do that. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. Um, if someone else goes and, you know, gets like the legal fictitious business name and takes that name, then like legally I can't have that name. Right. And so, um, like the legal side does matter. Like it's, yeah, there's like day to day life. Like I could, I could call myself wonder event rentals, but someone else could have it legally. Mm. Um, so I, I, you could kind of could, could play both sides, but, um, the legal side does matter. So I'm trying to say, so I think like with divorce, like, yeah, I guess you would technically be divorced. Like when the legal, you know, the papers are signed and it kind of goes through, but, I feel like once like in your heart like you've decided like I'm done with this like I mean you're kind of like I mean you're done like you're you're choosing you're choosing to be to separated divorce. and to divorce and so yeah, yeah legally it's not done but um but yeah I mean I think that's the answer yeah the I think the the promise aspect of it is a big part like you said uh just because well when you make a promise right I'm I am going to be married for you with you to you. I'm going to be married to you for the rest of our, for my life. And this is my promise to you before God, you know, to have and to hold uh, love and cherish. Uh, when you like that promise is there now forever. Yeah. And like, there's only one, you can either keep that promise. And then there's only one other option, which is to break that promise. And so uh, like, really it's, it's pretty binary. Like there is no, um, you know, it's okay. Or like, the promise is going to be broken by someone at, at some point mm-hmm. or it's not going to be, to be broken and you're going to continue to be married. Um, I, I put down a couple of verses just cause like, I think there's some weight in this whole like promise aspect of it. But in Proverbs 20, 25, uh, it says it is a trap for a man to dedicate something rashly and only later to consider his vows. So basically it's a trap for a man to like just kind of willy nilly promise something and then later be like, oh, what did I really do? Like the thing that you promise is for real. And so like when you're making that promise, really consider it. Yeah. And I think we've um, like talked about this before, but I don't think like you can really understand or recognize like how serious or like forever that promise is until you're like in it, you know? Yeah. And it's true. We, we talked about it, but like, like for me, like, you know, I heard over and over and over again, like, are you sure? Like this is forever. Like there's no going yeah. back. And I was like, yeah, like I understand. I got it. Like right. we're good. <laughs> And then, like a few months after being married, I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, <laughs> not that, and not. I'm not saying like, "Oh, I wanted out," but it, it was yeah. like a moment of just kind of realizing, like, "Oh, this actually is forever. Like, like there is no getting getting out of this." And yeah, I don't think you can really understand that honestly. Like, I feel like I, like, had a good like head on my shoulders and like a good understanding, and I had no idea the weight, you know. And it wasn't until after being married and in that covenant that it hit me and I was like, Oh, this is like, there is no getting out, you know? Yeah. 100%. I think that like knowing the weight like you, you can't see or feel the weight of it until you're in it. Um, uh, Deuteronomy 23, 23 says you shall be careful to perform what goes out from your lips, just as you have voluntarily vowed to the Lord, your God, what you have promised. Um, again, like once you make it, I think it, 
it becomes a lot more real, but it doesn't ma- mean that you have no excuse of like, well, I didn't know what it means, mm-hmm. what it meant. You know, it's like, okay, well then like try to put as much thought of it, thought into it as possible. Mm-hmm. But again, just because you didn't know what you're doing doesn't mean that you're off the hook. If that makes sense. Um, one more verse, uh, Matthew twelve thirty six says, uh, Jesus says, every careless word that men shall speak, they shall render account for it in the day of judgment. Um, and that's also another part that we haven't really touched on is like, when you get a divorce, like what's going what's gonna to be your account with God? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a scary thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your job is to, uh, like when you made that promise before God, like that was like a literal, I mean, one of the, th- the crazy things to me about marriage is like, there's only so many, I guess like promises or like covenants that you could make with God. And like marriage is like the one, I feel like, you know, like one is like, I'm going to surrender my life to you. And then two is like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to marry this person. It's like, whoa, like this is probably, I mean, it's like my w- only one other covenant that I make before God, you know, like God made covenants with, um, you know, Moses and Abraham and all these other people about I'm going to make you into a great nation or I'm going to deli- help you deliver, you know, the people out of, um, out of Egypt, you know, things like that. And it's like, we made that same kind of promise to God when we chose to marry, marry someone. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, as like the man, I mean, I feel like, you know, we, you know, we bear like ultimate responsibility. And, uh, I think like for the, the direction of like the marriage and how it goes, I think, I guess a man, like it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like I, for me, I feel like a weight, like, man, like when our marriage is like, Again, we've been married for seven months, so it's not like a super long time. But um, like when there's you know good days, bad days, you know whatever or weeks, um, and if we aren't connecting, we're not on the same page. Like I feel responsible to like be the one that causes like a course adjustment. Like I'm the one that has to really initiate a change. Um, yeah, we both like play equal parts, my wife and I. But as like the man, as the leader, like I need to be the one to like ensure that it happens. And mm-hmm. so, like thinking about thinking about like, when divorce happens, I think like for a divorce it's case by case i think you know like for example if like the woman cheats on the husband like yeah i mean you, you can't say that's the man's fault um i do think like leading up to that leading up to the cheating the man you know, could have probably done things differently like, he probably would have you know could have played a better role in that sense um, but i think ultimately like yeah the man like plays a big part in how things go and i think like for judgment like, like you're saying for standing before god like I don't know. I mean, I think if you're the man or woman, like, yeah, that's a big deal. But especially as like a man, like you stand before God and he's saying, Hey, how'd you do with, you know, this, uh, with the wife that I brought you? And it, I, I don't know. I think having to say, Oh, like not well, you know, it's like, it's a hard thing yeah. to think about and to grasp. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of weight to it. Um, you know, about, as you were talking, I was thinking like, we're putting like a lot of emphasis on like this, but I mean, I think with anything in, in our life, like, like judgment and like standing before God, like no matter what it is, like we're going to have to give an account and whether it was like lying or, you know, cheating or whatever, it, like whatever it is, like we have to give an account, you know, and, hmm. uh, you know, the sin or that the, the stumbling isn't like, you know, more weighty for certain, certain topics and others, you know? So that's true. Like they both ma- in God's eyes, like it's, it's both going to be like a, a big deal. Yeah. I mean, everything's sort of a big deal. Um, one of the things I was thinking about was like, I think maybe it can be easily, it can be easy to confuse like, uh, like w- what a divorce is. And I just wanted to kind of make it clear and talk a little bit about how like divorce is a, a man-made thing. And just like every other sin, you know, it's like a perversion or it's skewing God's original intention and the way that he designed things. But divorce isn't like, I don't know, like it's not a, uh, it's not a thing that God created or that he intended. Um, it's purely like a, a manly or like a human thing. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause I feel like when you think about that too, it's like this, this wasn't ever supposed to be an option. Um, and again, that doesn't mean that like if you get a divorce, you are absolutely the worst. Like every, every sin is weighted the same, but also keep that in mind in that like, God didn't want this to be an option for us, too. Um, well, oh, dang! I just closed out my notes. <laughs> You're up, Corey. Nice. Jump in. Okay, cool. Well, Sorry. um, Sorry. maybe it'd be good for us to talk a little bit about, um, I guess like why people okay, found it. get divorces or like is it okay to have 
a divorce? Like, what do you do when you or someone else is thinking about getting, I don't know, getting a divorce? Yeah, well, I thought I had was, comes. what do you do, um, like, if you're married, man, like, say, let's say you want to continue working through it and your wife doesn't. Like, what do you do? Hmm. I, that's like a thought I had. Like, if I, let's say I was in that spot, like, you know, what would I do? I don't know is the answer. Um, I think that, uh, I think one thing that I've like learned in just like dating and like be then being married, because so, all that combined has been like almost four years now with with Connie, and I th- I think for us like, uh, I put myself I put I think we put ourselves in the best position to succeed, um, when we are meeting with counsel like often you know I th- whether things mm. are good or bad just like you know we have a couple we meet with like no matter if you know even if we like don't have anything to talk about we still get together with them. I think like just doing that is good. And I think, uh, I think that like, putting that in, in place is super underrated. And I think that, um, like even if you got, got to a spot where, okay, let's say my wife wanted a divorce and I didn't like, because we are with a couple that has, ha- has known us for a while. I think that would like really help things, I guess, mm. you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's a super, that's probably like the trickiest of situations when you're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Normally it's like, you know, she sucks. I suck. Yeah, no, people are yeah. kicking and screaming. Like, yeah. get away from me. They're in mutual agreement. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing for us. Um, well, one of the one of the verses that I wrote down, I think might be might be helpful here. It's First uh, Corinthians seven, ten through eleven. He says, uh, I think it's Paul speaking. He says, Now to the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. A wife is not to depart from her husband. Now even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried, or be reconciled to her husband. And husband is not to divorce his wife. Um, so I guess to kind of answer your question with this verse in mind, um, just because one person wants to get divorced doesn't mean that you get a divorce. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's still hard, but I mean, even if both people wanted to get divorced, this still doesn't mean that you should get a divorce just because you agree on that. You could both agree and, you know, be wrong. Now, there are... I think that there are situations where, yes, it's technically allowed, or at least it, it seems like it from the verses that we have. Um, but like, if if my wife left me and was like, I, I want to get a divorce, um, I would say no. Yeah. And if, especially if, obviously, if I wanted to. Now, if I wanted to get divorced in that moment, if I was living in sin or if, you know, um, if Satan had a foothold in my heart, like maybe I would say yes. I would say no, like we're, we're not getting a divorce and mm-hmm. legally there's nothing that she can do. Like you have to both be in agreement on it. Um, and you let her remain, you know, apart from you, uh, and you pray for her and, and you try to be reconciled and vice versa too. Like if the man leaves and I was like, I want to get a divorce, it's the same deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, this, I know this is basic, but I want to make sure we're on the same page. So my understanding is that marriage is only permitted when uh, there's adultery, right? Marriage yeah, or divorce? Like, <laughs> divorce <laughs> is only permitted. Yeah, you can only get um, married if one of you is... <laughs> <laughs> divorce is only permitted when uh, there's been adultery, right? Like, biblically speaking. Okay, so this is the verse that we have on it. Now, I did some digging because I think it's important to try to get this right. Um, although, I, I don't want to be the ultimate authority. I, think, I don't think any yeah, of us like, look doing, to the yeah, Bible. Yeah. But this is what we see. And I think the, the closest verse that we have on this is Matthew uh, 5, 31 to 32. And it says, Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Um I, this, it's it sounds this, it's to me like, like either way it doesn't sound like god is stoked on divorce right it's right. very clear that like even if your wife co- or your husband commits adultery like the god's not saying like all right you're good like you're clean yeah like, either way it sounds like hey either way there's this is, sin this is bad this is sin um but yeah i just want to say that yeah it's hard because y- you could just take this in isolation and just read but i say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her uh yeah. to commit adultery um Wait, that's confusing. For any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. So you could just take this like for any reason except sexual immorality and be like, oh, okay, cool. That's the one hook yeah. there. Um, but then it says, and whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. So it seems like there's, like you said, there's sin 
either way. Like it's never like an okay thing. Well, I guess. that's what I was gonna say. He's not saying like, hey, like if she commits adultery, then you're good. It sounds like he's saying like, uh, except for adultery, then then you are causing her to commit commit adultery. You know, like yeah. And I don't know. I think cause I I've I've grown up hearing that like, hey, you're good. Like as long as it's you know divorce or it's uh, adultery, then you're fine. Or I'm sorry, the opposite of that. Um, but I think either way, it's, it's sin. Either way, it's like not as God intended, you know? Yeah. Um, that's hard. I mean, again, like divorce is a man-made thing. So I don't know if there's ever a situation where it's like, you're okay, clean slate. Now that said, again, there's no like condemnation to hell if you do get a divorce Mm -hmm. or if you have been divorced. Um, and we're not even saying, I don't know, uh, let's try to tiptoe around this a little bit. Cause well, I, think, <laughs> I think we've been really clear that uh, we're just talking about, about this idea, you know, like this yeah. isn't like, here are the answers. We're just hashing it out. So yeah, we're just hashing it out. Um, Which again applies, I think for every topic we talk about, you know, yes. we're just hashing things out. Take so. it with a grain of salt. Okay. But to answer your question, Based on this, it seems to me, and I'm very open to correction because this is a really interesting topic, but it seems to me like it is permitted, but not without consequence or sin, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or approval, I guess. Yeah. Like, (laughs) we don't know. (laughs) Well, I don't think God approves of it, but again, I think it's legally permitted and, but that there still will be consequences both physically with a divorce and, um, and spiritually with sin. Um, so that, that, I mean, that is a hard one, right? So when, when you or your friend wants to get a divorce and you ask why, and, and they, I mean, like, what are the reasons that are like, I get it or like, it's okay. Or like, I'm, I'm agreement with you. It seems like the circumstances are almost zero. What should I say to that, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, we're just hashing it out here. Yeah, I mean. But it seems like I, I would never, from from this, the stance that I would probably take, it seems like this is the most informed decision, is to not encourage someone to get a, diver- a divorce. Like, mm-hmm. I should try my hardest to discourage it, no matter the circumstance, mm-hmm. and to always be reconciled back to your spouse. No matter what? No matter Even what. Even if a spouse cheat, cheats? Yeah. Because, again, I think it's so, maybe legally permitted. Yeah, I think you're right. Still Absol- sinful. I think you're totally right. But that I should not encourage it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to try to stop it and disapprove of it necessarily, like, with all my force. But I'm not going to encourage it. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I think you're dead on. I think that, um, like, when you get into the details of that, I think that's really hard. You know, like, thinking of, like... Okay, like let's say like me and you, right? Let's say like um, your you know your wife cheats on you. Let's let's talk ten years down the road. Yeah, Monique, for some reason cheated on you, and you're heartbroken, you're devastated. I come to you, and I have to still encourage you to work through it and to be with her. Like I think that a that'd probably be hard for you to hear, and then b like it'd be super hard for me to to feel that way. I would feel like no, dude, screw her, get out of there. You know, that's right. how I would feel, and right. so um, that's not right. But I think just like my fleshly and your fleshly like responses would would be hurt and anger and frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you are totally dead on as like a friend or a pastor or a mentor, or whatever. Like your obligation is to encourage your friend or those around you to to figure it out and to work through it. Because like even if there is that, even if there is adultery or cheating in the picture, like marriage still is the best option. Like staying married is the best solution. Yeah. I think you wrote it down. You said. Um, would you would you put maybe it didn't i write down good things he said divorce is not a solution but an exchange of problems mm. and yeah i mean i think like in our culture people think it's like a positive like out it's a way to like resolve what's going on and i think like no matter what the context is like the best thing to do is work through it and stay married and again like that's super muddy and hard to figure out but i think just like at a glance like that's the right uh way to look at it yeah here's something that that I thought about the last time we sort of talked about it um, was that if marriage is supposed to be uh, an image or a representation 
of our relationship with Jesus, you know, Christ, God, obviously, uh, and the Bible calls us the bride, right? The church is the bride and Jesus, you know, the son is the groom. And, um, and in that way, our marriage is supposed to represent that. And then I think about our relationship with God and how many times we cheat on him and how, how many times, you know, we turn our back on him. How many times, uh, how many times people, Christians, will devote their life to God and will completely fall away and do a bunch of things that would um, probably break that promise that they made to God when they devoted their lives to God and then come back, right? And like, and God isn't like, okay, cool, like we're done. I want to move on to someone else. Like, no, his will for each of us is to always be reconciled, is to always be made right with us no matter what. Like he says, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And there's nothing that we could do, um, in order to not be, uh, not be able to accept his gift of salvation. Um, and so I feel like in that way, like even if we didn't know anything else, like despite all the legalities and technicalities, um, we should look to our relationship with God in that image and say, I mean, pretty literally, like what would Jesus do? And Jesus would say like, I love you no matter what, and we're going to get reconciled and I want you with me no matter how many times that you fall away. Actually there's, um, I'm probably going to butcher this. So I apologize to everyone, but there's some scripture. Uh, I want to say even Jude, gosh, I'm totally butchering this right now, but, um, it's basically, it talks about God and his heartbreak for how many times, people fall away and they like basically turn away from God. Um, I think about the Israelites too. You know I mean? How many times they were God's people, he's leading them out and then they doubt him or they fall away or they're, they want to go back to slavery and to sin. And it's just crazy. But every single time God still wants to be them. God still accepts them. God still wants them back. Um, and I think that's a super hard pill to swallow, but I think that mm-hmm. I do believe that it's God's will for each of us, if we were considering divorce, to always reconcile. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I also think, like, from the re- thinking of the perspective from, like, a uh, husband and wife, like, no matter what your spouse does to you, like, that is your call to love them. Like, always take them back, always receive them, always forgive them. And, like, no matter what, you know. And again, like, thinking, like, for me, like, in my life, like, we haven't had any crazy offenses so far, nothing, like, bizarre, you know. But even, like, in small things, like, when I get frustrated over super petty things, like it's it can be hard to like forgive her or to like you know whatever, and it's it's so silly and so small, but like even for like the bigger scale or small small scale, like we are called to, um, to accept and to forgive and to receive, like no matter what, you know. Yeah, yeah. So Monique and I gave <laughs> um a little talk at the purity conference at Foothills. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, so the title of our message, which we did not come up with, was the secrets to dating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you know the secrets? No, dude. You that's have the why answers? We, that's why we read it and we were like, we don't know anything, <laughs> dude. Um, now we know some things, but when we were writing and planning our message, one of the last things that I talked about was basically the whole premise of the message was like, talk about your guys' experience dating and like what makes, what makes for a successful marriage in the way that you dated. And one of the things that we talked about was like the meaning of marriage and having that in mind while you're dating. And it sounds like a book. Yeah. Well, different, like but not from the book, but, uh, but the book talks, actually the book does talk about this, but Kyle's there, book. <laughs> no, I hope he's listening right now. Yeah. No, no diagrams on uh, this one. That was funny. Um, but I'm okay. I'm rambling. Sorry. The, basically the point of it was, um, talking about that marriage isn't just like a promise that there's like a purpose behind a marriage mm-hmm. and a marriage's purpose isn't to make you happy. It's not even really to like, I don't know, reproduce or like multiply and I don't know, be fruitful, whatever it is. Like the, the primary goal and purpose of a marriage is to help each other become more sanctified and to amplify each other's effectiveness for the kingdom of God. And that you're better together than you were before apart and that you are helping each other become more like God. And I think in that sense too, like that when someone does something crazy 
very, you know, divorce worthy things, you're married and it's your purpose and it's your job to try to get them to be sanctified Mm -hmm. and to help usher in God's sanctification in their life and their heart. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that on both sides, like you take like, you know, man and wife and let's say, you know, the wife causes the offense, like, uh, the wife will be sanctified like through the process, but even the husband will too, even as he's having to forgive and to you know, receive like yeah. that grows you. And, and it, I don't want to say it fixes you, but it um, helps improve like who you are as like a man. And it's going to um, like fix what was broken. And I think like divorce is like the opposite of like what we want. Like that's like, that's sin having its way. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was an issue. There was an offense. And so what's the answer? Oh, like let's just walk away from it. Like that, it's it's working against itself and so mm. i'm glad you brought that up yeah <clears throat> i think i mean again i can't speak from experience and it's hard to even kind of imagine this but uh talking to you about like divorce isn't really a solution it's just an exchange of mm-hmm. problems and i wonder too like when people want to get a divorce and like what's really the reason kind of behind it you know is it that they don't want to be with that person anymore is it that it's unreconcilable um, and I think that, I mean, time often kind of like plays these things out, but like, if you really got to the bottom of like, why do you want to get a divorce? I think deep down a lot of times, and this is a little scary for me to say, but like, it's pretty selfish. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's usually not really about the other person. Um, one of the things we talked about a lot is like marriage isn't hard because you have to live with someone else. It's because you're exposed and like, you have to face yourself. Mm-hmm. In that same way, it's like you have to face your own ugliness of I don't want to forgive or I'm yeah, bitter. I'm, I'm angry. curious on what it's again, like being newly married, but I'm curious on what it's like for other guys or even like for being married, like longer periods of time. Um, I like, I feel like for, to be honest, I feel like right now in our marriage, like we've gone through like a, so far it's been like a good, like, you know, burst or like season of like Jeremy being exposed. And then it's like, <laughs> I'm the one that's like, Oh, here's all of your issues. Um, which I didn't, I didn't expect because I'm pretty, you know, you think highly pre- of yourself? pretty on it. Uh, <laughs> but I've kind of felt like, like, shoot, like, is this going to like, you know, balance out? <laughs> or is it always me? Like, and, and how do you do? Cause you know, I thought about that before I got married was like, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be exposed. What I didn't think about was like how long that period of time like might be of me mm. being exposed. Like it's, yeah. you know, honestly, it's been like just a few months of like topic after topic of like, thing I'm doing wrong and just like multiple things. And it's kind of like, man, like, I didn't think it would be like, you know, so like constant, I guess, you mm. know, I thought it'd be like, Oh, I have one issue. She has one issue. Kind of kind of like back and forth. And it's not like that. It's like, yeah. kind of like, or like here's this thing. Now we deal with it. Now it's gone, but it's like over and oh, over exactly. and over. Exactly. Yeah. I, di- I think, and that to me is like the, the humbling, like refining part because it's like, it's not like an easy fix. It's like, Oh, like here's a problem. Fix it. It's like, Oh, like here's a problem. Like again and again and again. And um, eventually, hopefully it will be fixed. But yeah. Well, do you, I mean, think about God and his relationship with us and like how frustrating that might be that, I mean, if nothing else, that's the reason why, like I know for sure that like God is God and he's not just like some like kind of person or higher being is because if he was, he would have given up on us a long time ago. Like there's no reason to stick around for the human race. Um, that, that is a tough thing. Like over and over again, you're just like, dude, I suck. And like, this isn't just going to go away overnight. And, um, it, that's also, I think part of that marriage is that's God using your spouse to say, Hey dude, like you're not as cool as you think you are. Hey dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. That's how God spoke to me. Um, yeah, that's definitely a hard part. Um, you want to call it? Or I think we should call it. Yeah, I, th- I think too. we've, um, we've definitely hashed it out a mm-hmm. lot and we'd love to hear from you guys on, I don't know. Thoughts, comments, feel free to challenge us. You can bring up other scripture. Uh, we tried to involve as much we, as we could. And again, we're not trying to be the authority here. We're just sort of bringing up the points and try to figure it out for ourselves. Um, it's definitely a hard topic. And so I think we had a pretty good discussion about it. Yeah, I'm pleased. <laughs> You're pleased. Kinda. Jeremy's pleased. We can go home, call it a day. Good. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys again for listening. As always, please subscribe. Um, give us a five, six star rating, preferably if you can. Okay. Tell a friend. Explain how to do that because David Matringa asked me, how does that work? Oh, good question. And okay. I, I explained it, I think, but I want you to. Okay. So if, you, uh, if you're if you on your computer, you go onto your desktop 
uh, iTunes app. If you're on your phone, you just open up your Apple Podcasts app, and then you go to our podcast, and then I'm pretty sure there's a tab on there that says uh, ratings and reviews, and then there's a little button that says write a review. And all you have to do is write, click that button. You can even just click okay. five stars. You don't have to say anything. So just click for submit. the six stars is what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry for the six stars. <laughs> okay. Right. So you go to the tab. It says write review. You give it five stars. And then in the little text box, you put another star. You can put like a little star emoji star. And then that's the six star. And it counts actually. Yeah. A- absolutely. For cool. sure. All right. No, Apple doesn't actually see it, but they don't need to not. All right. You could even All get right, David, seven. take notes, bro. There you go. Uh, there seven. you go. There it is. I want 10 stars, David. There, you could, actually. Yeah. Just five emoji stars. There we go. Um, and speaking of which, actually, too, I wanted to mention, a lot of people uh, have said that we should talk about other podcast apps that you can use to listen to our podcast. And so you don't have to do it just on Apple Podcasts. You don't have to do it just on the desktop. There's other great apps you can download for free. Such as? Such as Overcast is my preference. That's mine too. Um, Breaker is another great one. Spotify also has podcasts. You can find us there. Um, Those are probably the the main three I would recommend. Um, If I didn't have everything already so like hooked up and set up on Overcast, I'd probably do Spotify. Really? Yeah. Well, also because I have a Spotify subscription. If you don't, probably doesn't make sense. Um, Overcast is probably my, my favorite one because you can create different playlists you can choose uh, different speeds, and you can even like customize the speed for each one of your podcasts yeah. that you listen to. Automatically download. You can star and favorite ones, um, and there's really good sharing options. You can share like little clips, uh, and so it's really neat, <laughs> real useful little guys. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. Peace.